there, Bulldogs. Welcome to Career Chat. This is Kylie, your host, an alumnus of DeSales University and a former career ambassador. I am super excited to be hosting this podcast to help provide all of you guys with valuable information relating to career development. Prepare to hear from our professional staff, students, and DeSales professors as we help you explore your interests, develop your skills, and implement a plan for a fruitful career in the future. With that being said, let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Adrian. I'm so, so happy to have you Zooming in with me today. Thanks, Kylie. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. So Adrian, do you mind? I know I've known you for a year now. Uh, we met at the training for the Career Development Center, but do you mind telling all the listeners a little bit about you, maybe um, where you came from, kind of where you, the past, present, future model for basically the tell me about yourself. <laughs> I was going to say, this is awfully sounding like the first question of an interview. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'd be happy to, of course. Uh, so as you said, I'm Adrian Italio. Right now, I'm a senior sport and exercise physiology major at the sales. And I actually am hoping to go into physical therapy with that. Currently in the application process for grad schools. Oh my gosh. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, So that's what my future looks like. I guess I can retrace back. Uh, I started at the Career Development Center three years ago. And so I'm a third year career ambassador. Uh, Been doing a lot of things since then. I've actually worked in the summer one time, which was a really great experience to learn more about it and uh, know how to highlight our resources. In addition, I'm also a, a peer mentor for Character U, and I'm involved a lot with campus ministry on campus. Awesome, awesome. Very, very involved, and that's great. Um, so what we're here to talk about today is one of the things that when I started the Career Development Center, um, well, when you apply, you have to put in a cover letter. And I was like, what the heck is a cover letter? I had yeah, absolutely yeah. no idea. I was like, I've no, I just started Googling it. I was like, this doesn't make sense, but okay. Um, so Adrian, if you want to tell me a little bit kind of about like why cover letters are important. I feel like people think that that's the thing on like the application site that they're like, oh, it's not required. So it's not important. But why is that completely not the case? Yeah, yeah. I just want to affirm your point first that totally when I came to DeSales, I had no idea like what this cover letter business. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit more intimidating, I guess, in a different way than the resume, because every resume you just know is like what you send in for interviews Mm -hmm. or for applications. And people sometimes forget about the cover letter. But like you said, that is not the case. In fact, we're going to say later on, especially highlight emphasizing that the cover letter should always be sent. It's like not really optional. Uh, and it's really important to send it because it actually explains why you're sending your resume in the first place. You know, the resume talks a lot about yourself, but it's just a whole lot of information on a page while the cover letter actually allows you to explain why you're sending this in the first place. Mm-hmm. It shows like why you're interested in the job and how you learned about the position or the organization. In fact, in the resume, you can even mention if somebody like referred you to the position that even strengthens your, your cover letter. Sorry. Um, and it, ultimately what you're trying to do is convince your reader, the, whoever the employer might be to look at your resume. That's mm-hmm. the key thing here. Yeah. I think too, like when I think of a cover letter, I think of sort of something similar to what you would give like an elevator pitch at like a career fair. It's a little bit different in that it's directed for a certain position. Um, but the overall sense is the same. You're talking about why you're interested, why you're qualified and sort of 
what what you're looking to like gain from the process so it's similar in that sense or like a video clip you would send in for like a sweet stakes or something and you're like this is me this is why I deserve it and this is why I'm so awesome and I think it's so important because the cover letter really is the time to expand upon all those skills that you learn and I'm sure we'll talk about that more but I just think it's a really awesome opportunity to kind of humble brag about yourself for a few seconds and to just be like, see, this is, this is why you should pick me over someone else whose resume may look exactly like mine. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Kylie. And I like that you related it to the, uh, the informational interview, like sales pitch almost at, uh, mm -hmm. uh, if you go to, an, to a, a networking event, because it is, it does provide like a snapshot of you. And a key thing that you highlighted too, is that you're marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes when I review these cover letters or how people construct them, they kind of don't want to seem like they're talking too much about themselves, but really that's what the cover letter is about. You know, you do yeah. have to show like all the qualities that you have to offer and contribute to this, to this uh, organization you're applying for. Otherwise, why would they like go on to read your resume? Yeah, you're right. So moving on to a little bit about sort of what does the cover letter look like? So we all sort of know we had the uh, episode with Matt Walton about resumes. So we know what a resume looks like. But now what does a cover letter look like? Absolutely. Yeah. So actually, the first thing to note is that there's two types of cover letters. Okay. Firstly, there's a letter of application and then there's a letter of inquiry. So if you know that you're applying for something that's actually advertised a position, that's a letter of application. And so it's going to look a little bit differently than a letter of inquiry, which is when you're just seeing if there's something available. You're uh, teaching me things, Adrian. I did not know this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, just to kind of humbly remove myself from the equation there, it, this is all taken from our resources at the Career Development Center. Uh, and so, awesome. yeah, this breakdown, what I'm telling you right now, is, is highlighted in our career planning guide and all of our other resources. And uh, that's where you can look to for actually all this information. Uh, but yeah, so there's a letter of application, letter of inquiry. I think right now what it's good to, to focus on is a letter of application because mm -hmm. that's the one that we're geared more towards. Uh, so it's, it's uh, going to look a little bit different, not really in the structure, but in the wording of things that you have in there. Like you're going to say things like, I look forward to hearing from you because you're already expecting them. They're already expecting you to, to be applying in, in a sense. Uh, and you can, you can say things like, I want to follow up afterwards in two weeks or something. Mm -hmm. um, and also another thing to note with a breakdown is that it looks a little bit different between email and hard copy. Mm -hmm. uh, not a huge difference. It's actually just the placement of your contact information. So, and also hard, hard copy is, you should note, it's a little bit more formal than email. Uh, so you err on the side of formal until the, the employer actually engages with you via email. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's online, you want to use the proper format so that you can access a document um, that, that you have written and it doesn't get all distorted. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. another thing to note with that. Uh, but going on to the actual breakdown uh, that you're, you're asking about. So we start with, after you've written your contact for information at the top, the most important thing first to note is that you have to address a specific person. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying like, to whom it may concern, uh, you, you're going to want to look for whoever is going to be reviewing your cover letter and your application materials so that you can address them specifically. And if you can't simply uh, find that, a good safe other option alternative would be to uh, direct it towards the Director of Human Resources, mm -hmm. which is also okay. 
and that's only if you can't find the uh, person that will be reviewing your materials. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, you have three to four paragraphs. And I say three to four because the second paragraph can technically be broken up if you have a lot of information, because that's where most of the, the explanation comes into play. Mm -hmm. With the opening paragraph, you're just going to want to state how you heard about the position, organization, or the graduate program, say whatever it is that you're applying for and provide some basic information about yourself. You can also, you should also include why you're interested in this position. And uh, another, a great tip with that is to look at the mission statement of whatever it is that you're applying to, wherever it is that you're applying to, as well as their vision and their goals. So you can use that information to support why you are applying. Mm -hmm. Moving on from there, you get into the second paragraph, which is the bulk of the cover letter, as I said. And here you're gonna tell why you're interested in the employer again, uh, and simply stating that you are interested is just not enough. You actually, you actually have, you actually have to say why it is that you're inter interested. Yeah. Uh, here you're going to demonstrate some of the information that you've researched because it's key to research about the employer position. And that's when you can relate it then to your background and to say how you can contribute to their needs. Um, the key is to focus on what you can do for your employer, not just what your employer can do for you. Sounding very, uh, like that patriotic quote, I'm not really Yes, sure. yeah, what you can do for your country, ask yeah. what your country can do for you, yeah. It's interesting too, like, I think, see, like, obviously, like, I'm applying to, to medical schools now, so I, I relate everything back to medical school, but <laughs> one of the things I think is, like, when you apply, um, if you're an out-of-state student applying to, like, a different state, they send you a secondary, and they'll ask you why you chose this school, and you can't just be like, I like this school. It has to really be either like I connect with the values really deeply or I may have family members who went to said school or lived in said state and I really want to serve that community specifically. Like it's not enough to just be like, oh, it sounds cool and the company sounds like not a bad company. Um, you really kind of have to get specific and do some deep diving into the nitpickiness of like, what is the company's philosophy? How do they train their employees? What are their, maybe they have like philanthropic efforts that you appreciate and support as well. Um, so th things like that will help you stand out because they know that you're actually looking more into the company than just surface level. Absolutely. Actually, when I told uh, one of our pro staff ladies, Melanie Valone, uh, that I was recording this podcast about cover letters, the very first thing that she said was to make sure that you talk about how in that second paragraph, you're going to want to use the mission statement, the philosophy of the company to show the, how you value their objectives and recognize the needs that they see. And then you can explain then how you can contribute to serving in that mission, exactly mm -hmm. as you said. And actually, she related it specifically to medical, uh, the medical field. <laughs> of course she did. I think too, like, yeah. um, I think people take and companies take pride in their mission statements, you know, like people like, you know, people that are working the front lines or like are in sales and stuff, you know, they may not always think of the mission statement, but a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into making sure that that's a really good representation of their company and even think of the sales the sales is constantly either revamping or changing the wording of the mission statement so that it fully represents the university and so you know to us it may just seem like a bunch of words that seem really similar and may just equate to you know being a good company but 
a lot of people took a lot of time to make sure that that was the right words that they wanted to say. Um, so I think it, it's up to us to sort of give them that credit and recognition that they deserve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I was going to say, too, about how DeSales has recently been uh, modifying their mission statement and vision mm -hmm. statement and how it really you can see how they spent the time to make sure that every word counted. Yep. Because this is where they're defining what they're about. And so, of course, if you only have one little snippet of that, it's going to, every word is going to be compact. And so you want to make sure that you give that as due credit and show how you actually researched it and know what it's about and how you can contribute to that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think that's so funny that Melanie brought that up. Great yeah. minds think alike, I think. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So after the second paragraph, what, what does the third paragraph sort of entail? Right. So the third paragraph is just where you indicate that you would like an opportunity to interview for a position or talk with the employer to learn more about their opportunities or hiring plans. Because ultimately, like we said with this, it's a letter of application. And so what you're looking for is an interview. You want to get your foot more in the door. Mm -hmm. And so you're here, you're actually asking for that interview. It's important to be clear what you're asking for. Otherwise, they just, again, they don't know why you're sending this. Uh, so you want to state what you'll do also to follow up, such as call the employer within two weeks. That's always a safe thing to say, especially since once you say that, it's almost like not nagging when you mm -hmm. do call in two weeks because they should be expecting you. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to be in the, if you're local to the employer, it's also good to see, see if you can stop in in person, although I don't know what that looks like these days. Yeah, you know, it's it probably isn't a bad idea to send a follow up email or something of that sort if you know who like it went to. Um, I would probably advise not showing up in person. I don't know. I really don't know. Everyone's policies are different. And I, I'm sure, you know, regardless, they'll appreciate some form of contact because a lot of people just send resumes in and then never say anything about it ever again. So yeah. like when people follow up, they they notice that because you know a lot of people just send in like 30 resumes to 30 different businesses and they don't take the time to follow up they just hope that something sticks mm -hmm. yeah i would definitely agree definitely uh, don't show up just uninvited <laughs> <laughs> don't show up uninvited <laughs> yeah. like see if see if they would be willing to uh accommodate you for like a maybe an in-person meeting mm -hmm. and if that's not their policy at that point obviously respect that uh, but if you're local, it wouldn't hurt to, to see if that's possible. I mean, yeah. maybe like a Zoom call would be good too, if mm -hmm. it's required local. Um, after that, you're going to want to thank the employer for his or her consideration and time for this um, to actually read your cover letter. And then refer to the fact that your resume is enclosed, um, as well as any other enclosures that you might have put in with your application if they were necessary. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So that's like the breakdown. So do we want to talk a little bit about like what they're meant to do? So I know we talked about sort of like the, the overall big sort of gist of them, but like what are these cover, cover letters meant to do? Like what, what's the purpose, I guess? Yeah. So just to highlight again with like the structure parallels what they're meant to do. Mm -hmm. You're ultimately saying how you found out about the position or organization telling about yourself and seeing how you can contribute to the company and how you would be a valuable candidate for this application process. And then ultimately asking for an interview. And what you want to do then with that is to 
call attention to the elements of your background, such as your education, leadership, or experiences that are relevant to the position you are seeking. And, you know, to, to cite examples for that, of course. And your, your cover letter should reflect your attitude, personality, motivation, enthusiasm, and communication skills. Mm-hmm. You want them to get just a little bit about you that makes them see that you're interesting and uh, would be a good candidate for their, their company. What's important to mention is also the fact that <laughs> cover letters are kind of something that people say are optional, but are very obviously not. Um, the thing is, when you look at two people's resumes, say they have very similar experiences, they have very similar educational backgrounds, you're only getting what they put on their resume, which honestly isn't much. I mean, you can put down the basics of what you do and like you can try your best to include those transferable skills in your descriptions, but you're not gonna be able to fit it all in. The only way they're really gonna understand at least a little bit more about what you're doing is through the cover letter. Um, So when you're looking at two people with the same resumes and one has a cover letter kind of further explaining what they've been doing and their efforts and why they're qualified because of the things that they've done in the past, I'm sure someone looking at that resume is going to be way more likely to choose that resume because they have, if they have equal experiences, at least one can expand on it more and took the time to expand on it and express interest. The cover letter is so important because it is expansion on your qualifications, but it's also expansion on your interests. It's one thing to fill out a resume. I could send my resume to 20 different healthcare companies right now and nothing else, and I wouldn't have to change anything on it. Maybe just the objective for for the position, but it really doesn't take that much effort to send out a bunch of resumes. But what it takes effort to do is sit there and think about why you would actually be a good match for a company. Um, And some people don't want to do that, but it really does make the difference. You really hit the the nail on the head there, Kylie. (laughs) Uh, I like that you said that it's really a notion is optional. Like people think that it's optional, but it's not really. Because if you really want this position, you'll go that extra step to make sure that you stand out above these other candidates. Mm -hmm. And it gives you that opportunity to actually expand on your resume. But I I think too, um, people get stuck on their resumes or not resumes people get stuck on their cover letters. So I think they find it difficult because they're like, oh my gosh, who did I go to? And then I keep having to tell people, uh, you go to the Career Development Center, that's what they're there for. Um, So Adrian, do you want to mention a little bit about how they can actually like get in contact with you guys to maybe go over a cover letter or something of that sort? Absolutely. So as we know, or hopefully do, if you don't know, here it is. The Career Development Center is in Dueling Hall. It's in Dueling 121, and there you can stop in. Uh, it looks a little bit different these days with the, with the protocol. We're actually doing a lot of our things online, and so there we have Calendly is what it's called. And there's just QR codes that are taped onto the front of the glass there that you're able to sign up for a Zoom drop-in appointment with a career ambassador or with a pro staff lady to either begin your cover letter or expand upon one that you've already started. Um, maybe just refine it or edit it to get a second set of eyes on it, whichever, wherever you are in the process, we're able to able to help you out. And like I said, you can start from scratch. I've actually just this year helped a few people come in with no cover letter at all, which is not a bad thing because as we said, you tailor your cover letter specifically 
for each position that you apply for. Mm -hmm. So you, you shouldn't recycle just an old cover letter that you've had, although you can obviously pull from it because yeah. you, you have a lot of the same background information. Uh, oh, I agree. But yeah, okay. you just sign up that way. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think it's definitely underutilized. Like it's one of those things where like when I was applying for the career development center, I had absolutely no idea what a cover letter was. And I came in and I was like, I want to work here, but I have no idea what a, what a cover letter is. But they yeah, helped yeah, me. Yeah. Like it was the same thing. So we started with absolutely nothing and we sort of went through paragraph by paragraph and obviously not like writing the entire thing there, but sort of making bullet points of what would be important things to mention in the cover letter uh, based off of my resume. So it was really, really helpful in that sense. And I definitely strongly recommend it to anyone who has the time for them, a, a, a meeting with one of the Career Development Center employees. Mm -hmm. um, but Adrian, do you have anything you'd like to speak on or clarify in, in regards to cover letters? Or do you think we kind of hit everything on the head? I wanted to emphasize one point that you just made there that you obviously when you come to one of these zoom drop in appointments, you don't write the entire thing while you're there. And so that then implies that you should definitely come back after you've gotten some help with it, you kind of refine it on your own, see what you can add in, write a bit of it, and then definitely come back and get a second set of eyes on it and come back again, come back again until you think that it's actually fit to be sent out to, uh, to these applications. Uh, and also I just wanted to highlight a few tips that we provide at the Career Development Center for cover letters. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's perfectly cool. So one thing is that I'm going to highlight again some of the things that I already said, but uh, it's always important to get a good reminder is to state your purpose. You're going to want to make sure that you get to the point. So just like every other essay that you might write, this is similar. You're going to want a good, you want to have good writing economy and not just fill it with fluff or anything because yeah. employers will see that they don't want to read it and you only have one page so definitely make the most of it another tip is that you should definitely personalize your cover letter for the specific position organization and uh, based on the components that we described above like those uh, the breakdown of it it's it's evident that this should be the case by necessity because mm -hmm. you you're talking specifically about the mission statement vision statement of this company not any other one uh, another thing is that you should definitely keep it to one page. I know we've said that a bunch of times, but yep. you still see it all over the time, all, all the time. Yep. It's, not a, it's not a book. Yeah. <laughs> like as much as I want to read like a really long biography about your life and how awesome you are, because I'm sure everyone that's writing these cover letters is really, really cool. Um, and sadly, employers just want like a one page, like brief of it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. And uh, you'll catch more attention that way too, because if, mm -hmm. you, if you just have like a, uh, a very concise and compact uh, description of yourself and, and why you're interested, it's better than having a huge long essay that goes on for pages. Uh, this should be probably be obvious, but just to make sure you know, definitely match the format of your cover letter with the format of your resume, meaning like if it's in, if it's in paper, hard copy, match the paper and the color uh, mm -hmm. and if it's online, this also applies that, that it should be the same font size and style as well as the color of the font. It should always be black and white, but um, definitely match that. Uh, another thing is just to highlight again, emphasize a point from before is to balance what you say about yourself with how it fits with the company. So everything that you say should always be grounded in their need, 
then fitted by your qualifications. It's almost like 50-50. You talk about what they need, their objectives, and then you see how, say how you fit into that. Mm-hmm. Rather than just going on about like, I did this, then I did this, and I'm good at this. It's just going to get repetitive. They don't really want to read it that much. And lastly, uh, you want to keep it positive. So just to have a little example here from the career planning guide, again, definitely where you should turn to for cover letter advice. Uh, an example is said is like, rather than saying, despite the fact that I have minimal experience in the field, whatever it is, instead say, as a mature young professional, I learn quickly and will bring a great deal of enthusiasm to the position. So essentially you're saying the same thing, but it's just a reframing of the perspective to keep mm-hmm. it positive. Because again, you're marketing yourself. You don't want to put anything in there that, that shows that you're not qualified for this position. Yeah, I think a lot of people actually do the first one and I wish people didn't. Um, so like people, so I worked in my first job in healthcare, I worked at the hospital and people kept asking me, how did you get a job in the hospital when you absolutely have no certification? You never worked in a hospital before. I worked at American Eagle prior to this <laughs> for like four years. Um, you're like, how'd you get a job in the hospital? And I told them, I said, the reason why is because whenever they asked me what kind of experience I had that would relate to like the job that I was like seeking in the hospital, I always just talked about my transferable skills and how much I wanted to learn. I never mentioned the fact that I had absolutely no experience working in healthcare. They knew that. I didn't need to remind them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think people do themselves a disservice by sort of pointing it out. Um, Because it's obviously something they can see. It's not like you're hiding anything. You just don't need to highlight it anymore. So talk about what you can give to them to help them out, you know? Yeah, that was definitely a buzzword there, transferable skills. Mm -hmm. On your resume and on your cover letter, you're going to want to highlight those. Absolutely. So are those those all your tips? Those are all my tips. And again, I just want to reemphasize the main point is that you should turn to your resources. Yep. Be resourceful. That's the key point here. So you go to the Career Development Center, you look at the Career Planning Guide, and uh, by the way, the Career Planning Guide is available on the internal pages of the Career Development Center, mm-hmm. which you can access through my DSU on the side, uh, on, under your team sites. Yeah, and, and Career uh, Development yeah. Guide too, like it literally lays out like word for word what you should be writing. Um, it's kind of a foolproof guide if you need somewhere to start. Um, I remember when I was nervous, it was like, it literally tells me what to do. Like, that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed when I started. And then like, obviously you get it revised and you have people look at it and then you get more opinions about it, but it's a really great place to start because it it does lay out exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Awesome. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for your expertise on cover letters. I appreciate all of your knowledge. I learned, I learned a little bit today too. <laughs> of course. And I saw you flexing your career ambassador skills. As well. <laughs> so I yeah. All right, Adrian. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me again. Have a good day. You too. Alrighty, everyone. Firstly, I would love to thank Adrian for all of his amazing information regarding cover letters. Cover letters are not something that I always knew about. I used to see it on applications as part of the not required, but you can submit section. And I truly thought it wasn't required, Um, but I've come to learn that, you know, just because it says that it's not necessarily required doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. 
so I appreciate all the tips and tricks Adrian had for writing the cover letter. With that being said, everyone, I hope you guys all have a great week.